Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Domestic Boyfriends podcast, where we talk about movies, anime, TV shows, comic books, manga, whatever the heck we want to talk about. My name is Dean, and always with me is my co-host, Vincent. God, I love sinkholes in China. God, I love sinkholes in China. It's almost like a relevant topic with what today's topic is, kind of. I know, right? It's kind of crazy. Kind of. I should have saved it for this episode. Yeah. Oh, well. So... Welcome back to another episode. This week's topic, uh, we watched the movie Bubble on Netflix. If you remember our first episode, Vincent was ecstatic for this movie. And after watching it, I gotta say, like, despite the fact that it was super, super stacked with, like, who was working on it, I really, like, held really low regard with, like, going into it. But man, this was a great movie. But we'll be getting there in a little bit. Um... First off for news, uh, Vincent, if you want to start us from the top. Sure thing. Well, (laughs) we had some fun traction from Sony in the box office yet again. Um, After weeks and weeks of memes about Morbius, uh, Sony decided that uh, since everyone loved that movie so much the first time it came to theaters, they would bring it back for another weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And... Fortunately for them, uh, the first time they brought it, it made just over $280,000. You know, really, really horrible uh, for a modern-day movie, especially with the budget that was thrown at it. And this time that it was brought back, it it did even worse. It only made Um, (laughs) $85,000. Shocking really no one. Um... But because of that, it has spawned one of my new one of my new favorite memes uh, on change.org. I don't know if you've seen the what petition. The heck? Um, yeah, uh, okay, great. You haven't. Um, there is a petition that is just over 27,000 signatures in uh, that is titled, We were all busy that weekend. Please bring Morbius to the theater <laughs> a third time. <laughs> That's so great. Oh my gosh. It's Morbin time. I still have not seen it. I I also haven't. I think the Morbin time memes are so funny. I think it's funnier <laughs> to go to r slash Power Rangers and everybody there get triggered it's by the Morbin. Morbin. <laughs> they get triggered by the it's Morbin time memes. It's really funny. That's so funny. That's great. That's great. Um, That's all I've got for movies. I don't know about you. Um, So I have something quick uh, and then I'm going to backpedal a little bit so um i i don't i don't i i don't keep up with sao anymore but the sword art online movie uh is slated for september 10th it's called uh progressive shredzo of deep night it sounds like a complicated animated movie title um yeah i, I dropped sao after like the second after gun gale i heard the season three was really good for my friend like when he read the uh the novel or the the manga um but i haven't kept up with all these years i really like to say but kind of just fell off my radar um and uh just a couple marvel things that i have uh dr strange uh multiverse of madness is going to be on disney plus on the 22nd of june so in next week next wednesday yeah that's so quick it's that is that is a very quick turnaround. That's like less than a month or a month. 
um, which is crazy, but also box office box office hit. So they probably made their money back. Um, yeah. And then Ironheart, uh, a Disney Plus f- uh, production, has started filming. Really fun. I'm really interested with uh, something that I don't think a lot of people have talked about, but it's definitely something that's brewing in the background, especially with what they've announced, is the fact that like Tony's, Tony Stark's dead, so it's a really interesting take on where they could do what they could do with it because the whole point of the Armor Wars saga in the comics was the fact that Tony was getting his stuff stolen from under his nose and by people that he knew and it became it, it, it started this this big war with people that have the same technology as him and now the armor war seems like it's like Tony's benefactors trying to resolve a very similar issue where in his death like Stark Industries is probably going through a power struggle and like all of his technology and knowledge is being spread around um which is exactly opposite. This is like the, that was the whole point of the first Iron Man movie. You know, he he didn't want his stuff to be used for the wrong things, and after he died, that's exactly what his uh, family is trying to stop. Um, yeah, really interested, really interested. Um, yeah, um, I'll throw out a couple things, and then so I didn't know about this. But I didn't know about something related to this. I heard that um, Tim Burton was supposed to be doing something with the Adams Family, but apparently Netflix has a Wednesday Adams sh- uh, show that they're working on, and we got a trailer for it. I saw it on my Twitter feed, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a thing!" And like, I liked the Adams Family growing up. I thought it was cool. Uh, the Resident Evil Netflix series is slotted for July fourteenth. I did not know about this i think i heard about this last year and i just got this also in my twitter feed mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah and i guess to 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 mark off the regular stuff before we get into anything animated squid game season two and a very special promotion that vincent will talk about squid game the challenge is going to be a real a reality tv show that Netflix will be hosting where contestants will be able to compete for $4.56 million in cash. Um, I don't know if they've put out like a proper, like, I don't know. A bulletin. Oh, I I was, I was going to say like, um, you know, sign your life away documents, but, um, I, I doubt that they're actually going to put anyone in danger, but I, I'm I'm wondering if they're actually going to try to like just reenact the games from the show. They have to play, <laughs> but run not, like green light, but not like kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, my 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 biggest guess because they need to do red light green light. Um, is maybe I I don't maybe they're just going to have a bunch of like pro paintball players like lined up at the top and if they see people move they'll just fucking shoot someone. I thought you were gonna say pro uh, wrestlers and I was just like to pro wrestlers them. Just running RKL <laughs> I imagine that it's gonna be something like what's that what's it called? In in Jap- in Japan it was just like something Oh Takeshi's crazy. Challenge? Yeah it'd be like Takeshi's Challenge meets Total Drama Island. That's how I imagine that it would be. 
if that's how it is, then I'm I am absolutely going to watch it. If not that, I will try to compete. <laughs> <laughs> Support Vincent. <laughs> Support At Vincent the very Angel. least, like I don't care if I win, but this just sounds like it'll be fun. You know, I meant or like aren't aren't feet aren't YouTubers doing something? Didn't they do something like that? I don't remember. Uh, Yes, actually, um, Mr. Beast did host his own Squid Game. Yeah, I kind of remember. He also uh, recently did, um, he made his own Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and did a challenge to give it away. Oh, whatchamacallit, his his chocolate bar, my my nephew's like kind of obsessed with Mr. Beast, but like in a healthy way, and my brother-in-law bought like the Mr. Beast bars. The chocolate is actually pretty good. I haven't tried it. I've seen the video where Gordon Ramsay tried his chocolate versus a $400 chocolate bar, and Gordon Ramsay just, like, <laughs> destroyed Mr. B. <laughs> I think, Mr. It's, I definitely think, like, for, it's definitely a lot healthier than eating a Hershey's bar. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would, because, like, the thing about, so, okay, we're going to go on a tangent about chocolate. <laughs> So Okay, great. Um, this is where the episode's going to go. So the thing about American chocolate, so people who live in Europe hate American chocolate, right? Because yeah. American chocolate, unlike chocolate that's made in Europe, holds a chemical that's made in, like, the shelving that's, like, used for, like, the, what's it, what's it called? Um, like, to make it shelf-stable, right? Yeah. And the same chemical is is something that is a byproduct of vomit. Oh, so like the same chemical. What? They're not like they're not taking people's vomit. It's just the same chemical yeah, is created no, of out of vomit. The same chemical <sighs> they created to make it shelf stable, right? So when people in had Europe, a preservative in it. When people in Europe, well, it's something that's like created from like the stomach acid and like different combinations of things in your stomach, right? Okay. But like everybody creates it when they vomit, right? So that same chemical is something they created in a lab. Well, it's the same element. So when that's why people in Europe come over to America and eat a Hershey's bar, they're just like, it tastes like throw up. That's why they hate American chocolate. Interesting. Yeah, so they're just like it. Ta- it literally tastes like throw up because people who are like Americans who consume cho- like Hershey's chocolate, they you know that's the only chocolate they really know. Yeah, they you know grew I mean? up with it. They they're exactly. familiar with the taste, so they're used to the taste and they don't associate it with that. Right. Meanwhile, people in Europe, you know, if they have vomited before they would taste chocolate. They'd be like, oh my God, this tastes like exactly like when I vomited. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. I don't know where I learned that fact before, but I think it might have interesting. I learned, I I had to have been like a YouTube video or something like that. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting because like I used to think that Europeans just shitted on American chocolate just because like, you know, like a posh English thing, but it was actually like scientifically proven that they don't like it because it tastes like throw up to them. And of course, Americans are they're not like oh, like this doesn't taste like throw up. this tastes like throw up. Well, they this only chocolate they know. Like most other chocolate bars are just made by Hershey, so yeah, yeah. Fun fact, fun fact for today. Huh. Onward with the news. Go ahead, Vincent. Very interesting. 
Well, um, I've got nothing else for TV, but moving on to video games, if you're down to move on to there. Uh, I actually have uh, three more. So we have... Snag it. Snag it. We have a we have a couple seasons uh, of stuff, so uh, Vinland Saga season two, Mob Psycho season three. Um, I'm a really big fan of Mob Psycho, and Vinland Saga is actually really good. I want to collect that physically, uh, manga wise. And last thing, uh, we got the first look at live action One Piece stuff for the Netflix series. I I hope I hope and pray. I love One Piece. And I just, I want everything in the live action to go well. So, like, it becomes even more mainstream and, like, it has a bigger audience. So, like, people, so, like, they can bring more stuff over to the West. But mm-hmm. my my biggest hope is that there's so much passion. One of the produ- One of the producers is apparently a One Piece fan. And he's, like, in his early 30s. Good. That's and, great. Like, it. It gives me hope. Or he's like a that's, screenwriter or producer or something like that. That's wonderful. I'm tired. I am tired of people like making these like live action versions of things and being seemingly proud of the fact that they've just like for just not been a part of the source material so that they're image or vision for it isn't tainted that's it's exactly what happened with the halo series the halo live action tv series and why i refuse to watch it none of the production team has played or read anything halo related and they they say that they state they state that proudly which is probably why that jeep was there like i i understand adaptations but then there's just stripping things from a material and then just slapping it onto something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's a good example? I guess Halo would be the best example in modern times. Like, they just don't know what they're adapting. And with One Piece, I just... God, I just hope... Death Note. Death Note's like an odd take. But like... It, I feel like some adaptations just lose what's there. Um, yeah. I have the same excitement that I do for the One Piece adaptation that I do for everything that's going to be happening for Avatar. It's weird. Like, I it's 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 so weird. Like, I hold One Piece to like this golden standard, but like everything that's happening to Avatar and everything that's happening in the Percy Jackson series that like is getting announced and everything, I hold them on high. That's good. I hold I hold them both on like high regard. Like, I really hope these work. Speaking of which, uh, 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 go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, 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 we might be about to talk about the same thing, and I forgot to mention it during movies. Three new, uh, they haven't said titles, they haven't said anything more than it, but they have said that three new animated Avatar The Last Airbender movies are in production. Which is like, uh, there's, there's so much they could do. And I, I just hope there's... There's the there's the Dark Horse comics which take place like before Legend of Korra and like a couple years after Aang defeats the Fire Lord, mm-hmm. and like it's it's a lot. It's you get you get to see what happens. Like it takes a very political and geo, it takes like a very geopolitical turn because like this like the Fire Nation's been ruling for so long and you know throwing moving people out of 
these spaces with, that they've already lived in for how many years would be wrong. And one of my favorite conflicts that is like the first conflict that happens in the beginning of the series is like they're trying to move the Fire Nation out of Bossing Say, right? And mm-hmm. like people have literally, like Fire Nation residents who have migrated to the Earth Kingdom have lived there for years and they have kids that are like, they have full almost, life set up. Almost the same age as Aang and like biologically. Um, and like they, they can't just tear these families apart just to restore the way that the four nations used to be. And like Zuko has big problems with it because Aang's trying to do that. And like uh, they're creating like the, the industrialization's happening and like Toph's helping out of uh, this one guy who's making a factory. And yeah. So many things. You find out what happens to Zuko's mom and uh, how people's relationships start to bud and, you know. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I have so much hope. Yeah. And then the Percy Jackson stuff. What I was going to say is there's this, uh, I don't know if I talked about this before. Um, I don't know if I talked about it last episode or I just talked to you previously about it but there's like a there's a bookstore there's like i thought it was gonna be like a, like a thrift shop for books but it's actually mm-hmm. like a bookstore that like has a lot of stuff like it had a bunch of dnd stuff uh for like for cheap like source books and everything like that by the way me and vincent every other week every other week play in uh a friend's dnd campaign so if you guys like you know are interested in D and wants to talk about stuff like that uh, hit us up, but um, yeah. uh, they had like five p- complete collections of the Percy Jackson series, nice. like the original ones, and then they had all nice. of like the books after within this. That's like in the same. Yeah, universe. the Heroes of Olympus. Yeah, they had all of those things too, and like did they have the Red Pyramid series? Um, I th- this the Egyptian think so. ones. Yeah, no, they definitely had those. Those were like their own shelf. Yeah, yeah, it was Good. it was crazy. Underrated. Those ones underrated. Yeah, it was like the one thing that I was actually really looking looking at. Um There's this uh, biggest of recommendations. There's this uh if you're into Greek mythology, oh, I'm about to plug I'm about to plug something that I found randomly on TikTok and I I, nice. I love it. I've been following it for year, for like months now. Um this guy is making a oh you'll love this you're the, you you did theater oh, wait in high is it is it is it the like uh is it like the messy blonde haired dude who like who like talks about like the weird things that happened in Greek mythology no 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 so um, okay there's this guy on TikTok and from scratch he started and outlined uh a play a, a musical of a rendition of the odyssey okay and cool he's been he created 48 songs start to finish that tell the story four acts or what is it in theater in theater it's like act one act two the break and then act three act four yeah something like that uh he created all of the songs he got people... See, this is the lovely thing about the internet. He was able to... Like, people can duet him on TikTok and, like, give their audition to get the... To have their voice oh. as the actual god or goddess or person in the Odyssey that he has the song after. They just recently 
went to Mexico to record the first part, the first album, voice-wise, for the play. The, the, it's called Epic. It's Epic the Musical. That's what it's called. It's, the, it's a rendition of the Odyssey. Uh, and he's doing the first album, which is going to be the first fourth of the play. And it's, it's amazing. It sounds amazing. The guy like is like he has like a separate TikTok page where like he like works out and it's supposed to be his evolution because he wants to play Odysseus in the actual play. Um, it's really funny because like everybody who is voiced cast already is a is a theater kid, so like all of them like actually want to play their part when like someone picks it up so they can go like on Broadway to do a play. Um. It's an amazing journey that started with just a guy that did TikTok and wanted to like show people his journey to like a big community of people that want this theater production to become a real thing. I'll link it to you afterwards. Um, the music is so, so good. And like he has like different thematic elements, like all the songs, like, you know, like in theater like there's there's like a tempo you have to have like certain things have to play into the story or the mood or stuff like that like lighting music like actual yeah. physical movement stuff and like in the music like he has different physical he has different elements to it like the gods whenever like it's a song of, about the gods like each god has like a specific instrument that goes with them right or like each character does right so in yeah. all of their songs or whenever that person is featured in a song, their, their instrument is also in the song, but nice. only when they That's sing. Good. Right. So like, you know, when somebody's in a song or like you can, you can tell like they're in the song because of the instrument or like you can hear the instrument cause they're in the song. And then like the gods, because of their like magical and godly power, they have techno music. Like they're very electronic. So like, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, that's I'm, really good. We still have news to talk about, and then we still have to talk about Bubble. I'm done with my tangent. Uh, go ahead. All right. Well, moving on to video games. Um, we've got we've got a lot of stuff that happened in the past two weeks. A lot of game announcements. This time of year would be when E3 happens. Unfortunately, this year, due to COVID, um, E3 was canceled for the first time ever. Uh, um, I, they might have canceled before. I'm not too sure, but it's definitely not happened in a long time at the very least. Um, they have said that they will be coming back next year, which is great. Um, but during some of these conferences, during Sony's conference in particular, Street Fighter Six was officially announced and shown off. Um, we have a couple new characters getting added to the roster. Ryu has a beard and looks like a Chad. Um, Ken's a single dad. Ken's a single dad. God, poor Ken. Um, so funny. This is this is going to be taking place story wise after the events of Street Fighter Four. So we're actually going to see a continuation of the proper story. Yeah. Um, because Five was a retelling, I believe, of the just origin. Mm -hmm. Um, and the biggest thing, did you? You watched the conference. Did you see the stuff about Street Fighter Six? Um, no, I just only watched the trailers. I've only okay. seen like the trailers I, and stuff. Okay, I think they show they showed it off in the trailer. 
Um, you know about the one major thing that's going to be happening in this in this game that no other Street Fighter game has had? Uh, no. If you had, I've asked this question to everyone. Um, if you had to guess what one major feature that has never been in a Street Fighter game before? Oh, is it the button would be thing? added to this? Is it the is it the control scheme? Are you no. talking about the control schemes? No, oh, it's okay. one major. It's one major feature in a video game that has never been present in a Street Fighter game before, and it's going to be added to this one. This is going to be an open world Street Fighter game oh. where you get to create your own character. <laughs> uh, it's also going to oh, have full no. crossplay on launch. Oh no! I mean, oh yeah, for that, but like, oh. Yeah, from my understanding, there's like just a bunch of hubs and stuff that you can go to and then just challenge people on the street to fights. Um, but like open world Street Fighter? It's the, custom, it's the custom character that's making me so no. No, I think open oh. world Street Fighter. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I've always been a fan of Street Fighter. I'm not good at it. I thought you were talking uh, but about... But I've had fun. I thought you were talking about the, the new control scheme. So like if... So you can have like... So... <laughs> They dumbed it down even more. So, like, you can have, like, the original. I where, could like, play this one. <laughs> they have, like, the original one where, like, you can do, like, the hard combo inputs. And then they have, like, the yeah. easy one. And then they have yeah. the super baby easy one where, like, you just press a button in a direction and it'll do a full combo for you. Oh, uh, but they it put a Vincent feature into the game. But, like, Wonderful. it won't, it I won't love do it. the same amount of damage as, like, the person doing the hard combos. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Wonderful. That's what I took away from all of that. Was Ryu looked like a hobo even more? Kid was a single dad. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I saw, Starfield, the game that we've been waiting to hear and see gameplay for. We finally got a uh, release window as well as proper gameplay. I don't know if we got a release window. I didn't see the trailer proper. Um, I don't we're going to have over a thousand planets to go to. And out of the 1000 planets they could have chosen to properly show us, the one that I ended up seeing was the one that looked like it was a Fallout game. So I really thought that what I was watching initially when I hopped in was it was just a new expansion for Fallout 76. <laughs> It has the same robots. The turrets are the same. What is going on? <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm going to do this until the end of time because like so far I'm pretty like, I'm pretty, I'm striking. I'm, I'm 10 out of 10. I'm striking, I'm striking a hundred out. I will never hold anticipation for games like this ever again. Like yeah. <laughs> these, these sci-fi games no longer hold my attention because they're never good on their promises. Who's, who's making this again? It's Bethesda. Like, actually, Bethesda. Okay. Well, that still doesn't lead credence for anything. No. Uh, so, like, it, it happened back when... What was the first game that it happened to? I think it might have been No Man's Sky. Like, everybody I'd was... I'd say No Man's Sky was a huge one. Well, No Man's Sky was, like... It had... it. Okay. So, No Man's Sky was the first one where it was just, like, everybody was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is going to be the best game ever. Flopped. Terrible. Uh, had the had the biggest video game bounce back of the century, though. It's the game that they promised us on launch now. Yeah. If not like, more. What, two, 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 two and a half years later? Yeah, man. Yeah. If, if not more, you know. 
just waited two years, stuff like that. Uh, and oh my gosh, is this person actually here? Okay, wrong person. Sorry, I got sidetracked by something. Uh, and the next one would be uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk yeah. wasn't like a flop flop, but like it definitely wasn't good for everybody. Like, if you were even people that had the high, even people that had thirty eighties at the time, which they released it at the time of it being of graphics card being scalped. Uh, like people were struggling to run it, and I I think it's better now, but it's it's completely functional from my understanding. Yeah, but like again, these aren't. Like, we're not getting games... We're not getting full game releases anymore. We're getting early betas that are getting released later that are getting content updates. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Um, in Cyberpunk's case, they really didn't want to release that game. They did it, moreover, just to get people off their backs and to, like, protect the the sanity of their... um, development team because they're they're uh people on their team were receiving death threats yeah i remember when everything like that was going down that, I, it, it's the duality so, of it's the duality of like how people are with like because like it's the same thing with like anime and manga where people were sending stuff to like what was it people were sending stuff to uh mappa and like mappa's people are overworked and like it, it's it yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the same regard for Star for Starfield. Uh, it will be on. Uh, I'll see how it goes after the first couple months. I'm gonna have fun watching it on YouTube. Yeah, I will definitely have fun watching it on YouTube. Donkey's gonna have a fun time, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, last thing I got for video games is that. The Grammys have added a video game score category to their what? um <laughs> yeah, what in the world. Yeah. It's it's officially on there now. Isn't that's, that cool? That's how we're going to get past everything that's been happening at award shows recently. It we're going <laughs> to I wonder what the Will Smith slap of the video game score category will be. Um <laughs> we're we're one step away. From esports finally hitting, uh, well, not one step away, but we're one step closer to the esports finally, finally going into the Olympics. Someday. Did you know some universities have esports scholarships? Yes. Yeah, I feel like the fact that ESPN has an entire channel for esports is like it. It just, yeah, we're getting there. Finally, recognition. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more things before we end off news that we could talk nice. about our main event. Uh, I'll leave best for last. So, video games, Nickelodeon All-Stars has voice acting and items. There, Nickelodeon is trying to bounce back because the WB did did what they released better. Um, it's not going to work. Yeah, Multiverse is late. just too too hyped. It's too good. It's too good and it's going to be free to play. And they have a lot more. They have a lot more IPs than Nickelodeon has. Oh Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon has. Okay. Okay. I take it back. Nickelodeon has Power Rangers. That's fine. Nickelodeon has Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
I think that's about it, though. That that I can think of. Um. Also, out of left field, did you see the? Have you seen the videos of the Gundam in Japan moving? Well, I I've seen. I saw that. Um, I saw the giant Gundam that Japan made, and I saw that it could like move while it's on its base is it able to move while not on the base anymore well it can move far from the base like oh it, no. it, it like <laughs> has so like cool. it has like an arm that's connected to its back that i'm guessing is like hydraulics and stuff but like it can move like probably like a few yards oh uh, yes we're so close Thank to you. having that's, Avis. <laughs> that's probably my favorite but truly my favorite thing that came out of quarantine Everywhere else was shutting down and like not having a good time. Japan was like, "Let's build a mecca." Yeah, they were just like, well, "Let's just build like, a real one." All of the all of, all of the older Japanese people were just like, "You know what I really liked when I was little? Model kits." You know what we should, should do? We have life size gunpla. We should totally make a giant Gundam. And everybody in Japan was just like, "That's great." The Japanese government approved. This is fine. This yeah. is amazing. This will be our new national icon. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking. Oh, what is it? The C one thirty seven. Is that it? The yeah. C one thirty seven. That sounds like something familiar. I could be saying something else, but like literally, just the fucking G Gundam, just standing there. Japan, they don't. So they take happy. down the fucking national flag. Everybody salute the Gundam. <laughs> salute the Gundam, dude. Um, I I wish America would like latch on to latch on to things like that in our culture and build it in because like they've done the same thing with like godzilla too because godzilla godzilla is a nationally known character they have multiple statues of him yeah, japan um japan. they have an entire they have like godzilla statues where his head is just like peeking out over like buildings in like yeah, it's weird like in japanese, proper city japanese media is like they're like cultural cults in japan like do you know about like the One Piece statues all over Japan? No. There are golden there are golden life-size like one-to-one statues of all the main crew of One Piece in Japan. That's awesome. And one of them is in Oda's hometown, like the the Luffy one. And like That's really good. They're just they're, during oh, what was it? 2 or 3, I think it was like 2 years ago. There was during Golden or it was during like the Japanese Spring Festival, right? Which mm. I think that's Golden Week. I'm not sure. Uh, they in in like Tokyo it was like Kyoto or something like that. Their festival was One Piece themed. Like each day for a week was different stuff happening. You could go to a different vendor, and there was One Piece official stuff there, like in the entire city that they were celebrating it. It's 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 bonkers how like media influences Japan. Meanwhile, here in America, they're just like get that pussy shit out of here yeah give me a beer yeah i mean like japanese people like beer too but like they're just like beer and anime (laughs) but uh, a couple more things uh all the persona games from three and up are getting ports to i think everything uh i think just about every console and playable device um i don't think it's coming to switch because this that was announced yes. during the Microsoft conference, so it's coming yes. to Steam and it's coming to uh, it's coming to Xbox. 
switch my, yet again. My favorite Bye-bye. thing. My favorite thing about E3 was always that like Microsoft would have like a content exclusive, and then it'd have the Wii U logo in the corner. <laughs> um, I loved whenever they were like world exclusive premiere, and it was something that Sony just showed off an hour before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bad communication. Um, Sonic Frontier shows some gameplay. Um, open world Sonic game. Uh, they confirmed that the stuff that we have seen so far, IGN confirmed it that this is like a early, early build. Uh, oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, they shut off boss fights and some things. It looks really good. Um, they recently just had like the news conference thing, like the the World Gaming Expo or something like that, and like the demo was there and people were playing it, and some people got some leaks of it. Um, they look like besides the open world, like you can go to other worlds and like, you can actually play like full levels, like 3d levels. Okay. Um, looks pretty cool. Um, back to some manga news. The berserk manga is continuing on June 24th by Koichi Mori, uh, who is Murata's, uh, best friend and close cohort. Uh, consultant on a lot of his ideas for berserk uh with observation he's continuing the manga uh yeah yeah it's it's kind of crazy kind of emotional um last but not least i put in my notes once piece not one piece once piece once piece some fan i am uh one piece is going on a hiatus on the 27th of june till july 25th a month-long hiatus Oda was told by his editor that he has to go on vacation because he's preparing for the final saga, which sounds like One Piece is ending soon. The The quickest saga in One Piece was two years. The latest saga in One Piece has been for over 10. So between 10 and a little over 10 years, a little, a little over 10 years to two years is what we have for One Piece left. So that's like another decade somewhere. Uh, I remember I remember reading an article an interview with him last year where he said that he's going to end it soon. Um and when somebody asked him to clarify what he meant, he said probably the next five years. <laughs> he also said that like before the time skip. He was just I like, know. Yeah, one piece is like fifty percent of the way done. And then Oda was just like, you know what? I lied. But yeah, that's all I that's all I have for news. If you're ready I've to got move two on. more things. Oh, two more things. All right. Oh boy. Um, after 27 years of being horribly slow and freezing after opening more than two tabs, Internet Explorer will be sh- has officially shut down its services. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Um. Don't man, use Internet Explorer, people. So sad. Don't use it if you are still using it. Don't be on the internet. Yeah, well, it's a security Just, risk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's so it's so bad. Also, if you're using Safari still, please go home. And if you are home, find a new one. <laughs> um. And the final thing that I have for news is um, our OJ Simpson case has finally come to an end, and Johnny Depp has won the court case. <sighs> 
thought, uh, being awarded fifteen million dollars in total. I, th- I thought you just said R. I thought you said R slash OJ Simpson. R slash OJ Simpson. Uh, R slash OJ Simpson. That's an interesting um, subreddit. Yeah, uh, but he was awarded fifteen million dollars uh, for winning it. Um, Amber Heard was awarded uh, $2 million um, in damages. Uh, so, you know, it's more like Johnny won $13 million at this point. And apparently, uh, Amber, Amber Heard, either her or her lawyers are going to file for an appeal. Um, because they said Amber's it, too broke. Yeah, they, th- yeah, she apparently can't pay the $15 million. Um, there's a chance that Johnny might not even like make her pay it. The fact that he's won it is like good enough, potentially good enough for him. Um, he's, he's already been lined up for movies again. His, his career and stature has apparently been almost completely reinstated, which is great. Good for him. Um, what, what a horrible situation to have been in. Yeah, it's... And I think the worst part about it is the fact that, like, it went on for so long just for so many different things to come up and to be disproven, and people were just trying so hard to make it worse for him. And yeah. just for no reason. Yeah. And that's all I've got. So I think we're going to move on to the main event. Bubble. Bubble was released May 13th, 2022 in Japan on Netflix. It's a Netflix original with an insanely stacked cast. Uh, Let us tell you, it was made by Wit in cooperation with Warner Brothers uh, and Nitro Plus. The director was Tetsuri Araki um, and the music was composed by uh, Hiroyuki Sawano. And this, that, that's just like the start of it, right? We've talked about, we've talked this, talked about this on our first episode that Bubbles production team is, was stacked. So many great things lined up for the movie. And I also noticed that once I got into the movie that the voice actors were stacked. Now I watched in sub, Vincent watched it in dub. Yeah, but uh, to give you some idea, Yuki Kaji, one of Japan's most notable voice actors who voice acts literally everybody, all all of the cool people in anime that you know, Meliodas from Seven Deadly Sins, Aaron Yeager, uh, Todoroki from My Hero, um... Yeah, he he has a very notable voice. If you've heard him before, you know who he is. Um, He's also Phoenix Wright in the Phoenix Wright anime. Everybody know that? That's crazy. Um, And uh, Momoru Miyano, uh, another very uh, notable voice actor. Um, He's voice act. He's uh, been the voices of. Multiple people that people know, like Death the Kid from Soul Eater, um, Crollo from Hunter Hunter, uh, 
Dazai from Bongo Stray Dogs. Um, and the list just goes goes on. He's, he's light from Death Note. Um, just one of the most notorious voice actors in all of anime history. Um, it and the list goes on. Crazy people working on this, and just right off the bat, what do you out of ten? What do you give it? A ten. This is like the easiest ten that I've ever been able to give. This this movie, um, I, I didn't really know what to expect going into it aside from it just gonna be like a very pretty movie um and this like captured something from my childhood growing up uh like i i mean it's it's kind of a hard um a hard thing to say nowadays that you've not seen a ghibli movie uh and one of my favorites growing up was always ponyo um and i have always wanted to be able to watch Ponyo again for the first time because the first time was just a very like magical feeling experience for me. And this movie is the closest I've ever gotten to that. Yeah. The, what got to me was the opening scene. So like I didn't have high, I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought like, you know, we, I'd, I'd go through this and like, you know, we'll talk about it, but the opening scene with like, the visuals captured me. Then when the opening track hit, okay, for one, like they had like the sounds, right? Which I, I don't know if like the, the, the sound that Uta makes like the, her song and like the bubble sound. So we're going to go, we're going str- to, so we're going to, we're going to go straight into this guy. So like, if, if you don't haven't watched bubble, just stop, stop it now. Thank you for stop listening. Now. Thank Watch you it. For, Thank you for listening. If you come don't have a Netflix th- subscription, steal it from your friend. We know yeah, that you just, have it. Just come back at the last 10, five, 5 or 10 minutes of the episode. We can talk to you then. But yeah, getting the the dun, 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 dun. That, that sounded like a Wind Waker song for one. No, right? Uh, <laughs> and two, it just, it, it just brought me in. And then the opening is by Eve. And if you don't know who Eve is, like Eve has done like so many different uh anime openings uh like they did kakai katan which is from jujutsu kaisen yeah that's what they're mostly that's what they're most notably known for um but they have a lot of really good songs uh they're in this movie paprika then they sing the opening song for that too and it's really good too uh, it, the, the song just captivated me once I heard that I was just like okay this movie has me um, this movie is just the little mermaid yes and like they talk about the little mermaid Japan has this weird obsession about making their own anime renditions of fairy tale stories because like bell have you heard of bell yeah, I know. I know about Bell. I've been meaning yeah. to watch it. Yeah, we we can do an episode about Bell because like that's really cool. I think like, we talked about it. I think you're the one who told me about it, and it was on an episode of the podcast. Yeah. So like, Bell is just Beauty and the Beast, like a very one, almost one to one with different medium story of Beauty yeah, and the done Beast. in like virtual reality, right? Yeah, but okay, like cool. or cyberspace. But Bubble is like if. The Little Mermaid met Evangelion, 
because it's just at first I didn't understand it, but by the end of the movie, I know exactly what's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's a movie that has like one scene that one or two scenes. So the one scene that happens, it's kind of like 15 minutes into the movie. Makoto, who's the scientist has like a quick recap of what happened, like what the yeah. ball, what the bubble fall phenomenon really was, which was much needed because we could like, that was something very, you, we could assume stuff, but it was good to get that explained. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Makoto, like she could wife me up if she wants to, you know, I, I felt like Kai's the Kai was the orange haired dude. And like, he was like crushing on her the entire movie. Uh, yeah. Relatable, by the way. Uh, but the character design, fantastic! Again, the staff, the staff, and like production um, team for this was incredible. The Everybody- character designs again were done by Takeshi Obata, who's the guy who did Death Notes, who did Death Note, uh, Bakuman, and Hikaru Nogo, which is some of like as far as artwork for manga and anime goes, some of my favorites. Funny, really funny that Mamoru Miyano's in it because, like, light. He, he's light. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> he got to work with somebody that he used to work with. Um, small world Japan is. Uh, but the, the second time that they really did, like, a monologue type thing was, like, at the end when, like, the whole, when, when big shit's happening, she kind of, like, explains that, like, the music is something only Uta and um, Hibiki can hear. Which, if you didn't know, um, Uta means song. Yeah. Um, and Hibiki means echo. So they're both sound. Oh. They're, their names are both sound related. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, so also, um, Yuki Kaji voices Soul Burner from Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. And like, I couldn't, and Kai, Kai means fire. And like, I couldn't get those two like away and when he kept saying whenever he said blue blaze i just thought about soul burner summoning a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh monster um but yeah this this movie did such a okay it looked amazing the it sounded amazing voice actors amazing and story-wise very simple um at the end i got kind of like i did kind of get like emotional I didn't like want yeah. to cry, but I was just like, "Oh, this is really sad." But like, I wanted to cry. <laughs> but like, it didn't. It didn't have to explain everything, which a lot of the times movies just don't know how to explain things well enough that somebody doesn't have to monologue it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the narrator can tell some things, but I think it really leads credence to how well this movie was made when you don't have to like everything can be picked up on not everything has to be explained some things are explained just to give it more backing but like everything you can just get from watching it like by the end you know exactly what happened um god yeah this movie's just it's it's if par if the little mermaid did parkour in evangelion that's exactly what i think it is um so yeah this the story i never realized how much i needed a parkour anime in my life so this 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 movie was about 
Uh, so Tokyo, four years ago, when this, uh, from when the movie takes place, uh, a phenomenon happens around the world called the bubble fall phenomenon, right? Where bubbles come from the sky and then they just kind of happened. Like the bubbles were just falling, right? Uh, and Tokyo was ground zero for a big bubble surrounding only Tokyo. Uh, no other surrounding area. All the bubbles stopped everywhere else and only was only started in the bubble surrounding Tokyo. And it caused a bunch of disaster to happen because the bubbles had water inside of them. So Tokyo started to flood. So people had to leave Tokyo. But then Tokyo itself became a hub for like people who no longer wanted to live within the law, but they, it was as well as orphans. Yeah. So like uh, after the disaster, because a lot of people died. Yeah. So like a lot of people had died during the, during the bubble down bubble fall phenomenon in Tokyo. And like Vincent said, a lot of them were orphans who had no longer anywhere to go. Their homes were destroyed. Like people's homes were destroyed. Their families were dead. So they just decided to go somewhere where they were free. Um, really sad when you think about it because like we, it's exciting parkour when the movie starts and everything like that. But yeah. a game starts, uh, I don't know what they called it in the dub, but it's called Tokyo Battle Core in the sub. I believe it's the same name. Okay. Um, it's called Tokyo Battle Corps, um, Battle and Parkour. Uh, where teams are created to cap, it's just capture the flag, but parkour. And yeah. they bet resources against each other uh, for like a game slash survival. Uh, yeah. During the first game, the Blue Blazes, which are the main characters' teams, uh, the Blue Blazes face off against the. I forget their names. I think they're called the Dinky Ninjas. I think Dinky Ninja is just one of the people. They face off against the yellow team. They, they're all color-coordinated. Uh, but they face off with them in a, in a match. Uh, everybody's doing crazy parkour. This movie does, does animation so fluidly. Wit really went out of their way to make this look as beautiful as they could. I missed watching stuff from Studio Wit, dude. I mean, like, what? It was it was in like 2018 where um where Wit was made or something like that. I know Netflix yeah, was... had like an alliance between production IG and Studio Bones. I think yeah. that Studio Wit now. Yeah, I feel like after everybody saw Visions, they were just like, "All right. <laughs> we know what they're doing." Um, it, and out of, uh, during the parkour, everybody's going for the flags. So they're tackling people in the water. Uh, Blue Blazes has this little kid who's an orphan. It's really sad whenever he talks about being an orphan. Like he laughs about it, but it's like really sad. I imagine this yeah. is how Robins cope with Batman. Um, uh, he falls, he tries to jump off of a bubble. Because uh, bubbles like kind of just float in the atmosphere in Tokyo now. Uh, very dangerous though, because we see later on that like a duck flies into a bubble and it just loses all sense of gravity. Um, and the main character Hibiki goes in, 
uh, and saves the little kid uh, from possibly falling into uh, a big spiral. It, they call it an ant lion for like an ant lion hole, which was yeah. just like a big typhoon vortex that's red. So uh, it probably leads to nowhere good. Uh, Hibiki goes and saves him. Hibiki is like crazy at parkour. Uh, he wears headphones. Uh, visually, he looks like a really cool MC, uh, but he just does parkour. Um, he saves him, uh, goes, captures the flag, wins wins the battle for the team. Um, the the cast that we get are like like really basic. Like they they fill in like Hibiki's the cool guy. Kai's like the secondary cool guy that's mad at the first cool guy. Uh, we have the little kid, we have the nerd with glasses, and then we have the big strong guy, right? Yeah. And then we have the wise, muscular, hot captain, and then the hot woman <laughs> that's just the... The hot scientist. Yeah, the hot scientist. Um, they live on a, a Coast Guard ship called the Rayo. I tried to look if this was like an actual ship. Uh, and all I was getting were not Coast Guard ships. Um, but that's where they live. They live in a ship. Um, something that I thought about towards the end of the movie, because like we see that the structures are getting destroyed as time goes on, right? Like yeah. just stepping on parts of buildings when they parkour, like just total decimation, right? How long did they think that they were going to live there? <laughs> You know? I don't think they were really worried about that. You know, because like four years, that's like deterioration. Like that's pretty crazy deterioration. But like that, just imagine like they, like the boats were the only other livable places that they could have been f- like living on. Because like the steel beams would eventually like rust and break. Yeah. Yeah. But, Not to mention the random black holes that suddenly appeared. Um, excuse me, they're called spiderwebs. <laughs> Which just don't make any sense. So, the bubble phenomenon is, like, so interesting in this movie. Because, like, they're bubbles. I, I, do you want to talk about this out of order? We've kind of already went into spoiler territory. Yeah, no. Let, let's just go for it. Okay, so, like, the... Bu- <laughs> This is so weird to talk about. This is so weird to say out loud. So the bubbles are aliens, right? Uh, and they seemingly have the ability to, like, just say no to the laws of physics. Like, Yeah, they're able to break through time, space, and the laws of gravity. Yeah, like, like, I, like they can make black holes. They can make like tiny nexuses where time no longer exists. Um, they, they can attack people. And from the end of the movie that we see, like that, they are also, they're also biblically accurate angels. Like, yes, but like (laughs) seemingly there's only, okay. Each, this is so confusing. The bubbles are our consciousness, right? They each, they're sentient beings, but we don't know if like they're really a hive mind 
or they're just two bubble sentiences that have big bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Uta, the main character, uh, is a bubble girl. The be- uh, like you thought slime girls were cool. She's a bubble girl. Bubble girl better. So bubble girl better. She okay. This is so weird. She Uta, not Uta. Hibiki goes off like during the night after the match, goes to Tokyo Tower because he hears stuff. So Hibiki has like really sensitive hearing. It's a scientific term for like his for what he has is called hyper acusis hyper acusis i believe where so. like sounds can be painful and unbearing like even like common noises that like me or you could hear like a like a honking or like people just talking sometimes shouting can be unbearable sometimes damaging because of how sensitive his ears are so he wears headphones seemingly with no music just to muffle out the noise and he goes to Tokyo Tower. He tries to climb the top of Tokyo Tower, but Tokyo Tower is just like, nope. And he gets pushed off like because gravity just doesn't exist in Tokyo Tower. Um, and he falls into the ocean. Uh, and apparently the train still works. Did you see that? Like the train works underwater or the bus just flows underwater. Yeah. It just, it just goes. Uh, he gets knocked into uh, a rusted out bus and like his jacket gets caught and he drowns. But then a little bubble sees it, right? A little bubble. A little bubble comes up and tries to save him. And then an air bubble from Hibiki's mouth hits the bubble. And then the bubble does cellular division and becomes a person. <laughs> it's, that's exactly how like cellular division looks like when an organism grows. Uta... Is Hibiki's daughter. Uta or Hibiki is a dad. Yeah. That's that's yeah. like the way that I, I saw of. it. Um, Maybe. The bubble girl copies the first thing that she sees, and the first thing she sees is like a the J pop star on the side of the abandoned bus, who's probably doesn't look like that anymore. Uh, she also has like wacky clothing. Uh, but she goes over and she gives all of her bubble air to Hibiki and gives him mouth to mouth and they kiss and she saves him and they go back to the Rayo and uh, Hibiki brings home a girl and they're just like, who is this? And he's just like, I don't even know. She saved me. And they let her, li- they let her live with them. They're really nice people because I wouldn't have done that, especially in this semi-post-apocalyptic Tokyo <laughs> Where resources seem to be scarce and they're put on parkour games. Um, but yeah, this I don't want to like recap the story, but there's so many like cool elements. So there's like four teams that we see: the Blue Blazes, there's the Red mad Lobsters, lo- the Mad Lobsters. Man, it's so I want to be on the Mad Lobsters. I don't know what the Yellow Team is. Uh, they look pretty basic, but then we have uh, like they're the ninja leaders. Ninja leaders, okay. And then we have the creepy weeaboos. Uh, they're the what are they called? They called them like oh the, the mort- un the un the morticians uh, the morticians yeah I think they were also called the undertakers. They're at called one point. the undertakers. I think the morticians were like a 
they were calling them that as like an insult. Yeah. But like that just sounds so cool. Uh which are literally just 4chan users if they know if they knew parkour. That's all that they are. The leader's a creep. He has like an AI that talks for him. Uh he also also when he takes off his mask towards the end, he totally looks like that guy from Black Clover. You know what I'm talking yeah. about on the Black Bulls? Yeah. He just yeah, looks like no. him. He's creepy. Um and you want to buy these shoes? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you want to buy these shoes? No. But I do think that was cool because I did think those shoes were cool, but they were used by the wrong people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just this this movie, like there's so many cute scenes. Later on, Uta follows Hibiki up to like his flower place and like they have a moment together and like she picks up the shell and like he says like, the other guys would ki- like would laugh at me if they found out that I had this, but like this place is such a peaceful place, and the sounds are so nice, and like it's just so appealing. Like I said before in the first episode, that if this movie was just two hours of parkour, I would like be cool with it because like honestly now I would have been cool if this movie had no talking, but like visually. If this was just an animated wallpaper that had sounds for two hours, like just like a scene of like the like uh the the flowers that he had, like the flower garden he had mm-hmm. as a as a waving image, I would just I'd pay for that. Yeah. No, I feel the same. It's just <sighs> it's a very, very visually appealing an audio appealing movie. Um, and then towards the end, uh, so they face off against the, the undertakers, the undertakers kidnap Makoto, like a bunch of bums. Um, also they just look creepy. They just, they just have those uniforms and like those masks. And it's just like, they look like they're killers, but they're just parkour people that live stream. They're VTubers. Um, yeah, there's like different aspects about it I really like. Um, they have that transition scene where like you see the cups up top and then you see like an additional cup and it's supposed to be Uta's cup. Um, yeah. Towards the end, Uta like f- has, finds out that like she has to sacrifice. She has to like go back to the other bubbles and stuff like that. See, like that's where I'm confused. Like, are there two sentient bubble beings, or all of, or are they a hive mind? You know. Um, because Uta I'm, is herself. Like she's she was just one bubble. Yeah, but she I'm created more sure. bubbles. I don't know. It was. A beautiful, beautiful film. I I know you gave it a ten out of ten. I'd give it a nine point eight. There, there, something just I, I don't think it's perfect. It is just a rendition of the Little Mermaid. She reads the Little Mermaid in it, uh, and she quotes. The only sentences she has are just quotes from the Little Mermaid, which I don't think is bad, but. I what do you mean? she she has a great quote that isn't from the Little Mermaid. Uh, 
I'll crush them. Hibiki, I'll crush them. Because the um the morticians at one point um they kidnap Makoto. Um and they're like, okay, we're gonna have a special death game run, uh, where the special prize is gonna be Makoto. Why? <laughs> um yeah, they're but just like, like we're gonna get we're gonna get so much like ad Uda's revenue. So mad. Uda is really mad. She read me a story once. Yeah. She read me the little mermaid. Um I thought it was I thought it was really interesting. Makoto's not there. So like we're told that everybody that is there is there because they had they just left Japan. They just went to Tokyo to like be free and everything like that, except Makoto. Makoto is the only person that's seemingly there because she's doing research about the bubble fall phenomenon. And she has people on the outside of the bubble who she's feeding information to and they're feeding information to her. Um, and uh, Shin, who is the captain of it all, uh, he is an old parkour master and we see that he's actually... Uh, a paraplegic. He had he lost his leg because he went up Tokyo Tower, very similar to Hibiki, and he ended up losing his leg. Um, which the final scene was oh my god, the final scene like literally gave me goosebumps. Like when they were going to Tokyo Tower to save Uta. Yeah, man. It it was so cool. And then when Shin came up and like he was doing like the tricks and everything like that, I was just like wow. This is like full circle. I saw, so a part cool. of me wants to give it a perfect score, but I'm just like, eh, it gets close as close to perfect as like I'll give it. I don't think any movie is like super perfect, but like it it was a really great movie. Um Uta eventually goes back to her bubble alien friends and they don't like leave Earth because like we see like after time, like bubbles are still there, but like they're just trying to rebuild what Tokyo has left. Because at this point, Tokyo is a part of the ocean because Tokyo has been flooded so much by the water. Um, but they're, re- they're rebuilding what they can. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it, was, it was a great movie. I don't know if you have anything else to say. Uh, no, I don't. It, it was, made me happy the entire time. Yeah, it was it was so good. It 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 engaged me. And I feel like it, they knew that people weren't going to like sit for like something super heavy. So like they just were just like we're going to take this. We're going to put it on its head. And we're going to make it badass. But yeah, no. Bubble Bubble is a great movie. I highly recommend it if you want to watch something it very akin to a Ghibli movie, like you were saying. Um, very cool, a new twist on the Little Mermaid story, uh, not the Disney one, like the classic Little Mermaid. Or it's 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 translated to the Little Mermaid, but I'm pretty sure it's called the Mermaid Princess in every other country, because that's what they say. In, that's what what they were saying in the sub. They weren't saying the Little Mermaid. They were saying Ningyo Hime. Which is like a uh, fish girl princess. Um, 
but yeah, no. If you don't have anything else, I mean, I think, I think this might be the end. I think so. Of time, because oh. two spider webs are coming to to get us. Uh oh, no! <laughs> oh, spider webs. God. Time to sing. The fucking bubbles were like, oh, and they were singing in this movie. Oh my god, it was. Go watch, go watch Bubble. Go watch Bubble, please. Welcome back to our people who decided to skip to the last ten to five, uh, five to ten minutes of the podcast. Go watch Bubble. We, we we go watch Bubble again. I know you skipped us saying uh skip to hear from us saying just go watch bubble but again go watch bubble yeah. what are you doing yeah why are you here yeah the podcast has ended yeah <laughs> go home and watch bubble yeah it's definitely worth it for an hour and 41 minutes yeah um and you might actually like watch the entire credits because the ending song's really good it's sung by Uta's voice actress so yeah yeah um and that's that's the end that's the end of the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else you want to say before we we end, we we roll into the credits here? I've got nothing. Go watch Bubble. Go watch Bubble. That's, that's it. Um, once again, thank you guys for uh, listening. We're about to hit our little milestone soon. This is episode eight. Two more episodes, and we're episode ten. That's that's pretty. I, I, we've been doing this for a little bit now. We've, I feel like we're podcast veterans, but we're yeah. not. But, well, well, we're getting there. Yeah, day by day, we get older. Um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, yeah. Oh, they, I they do sh- have one more thing. Okay, to say. <laughs> okay. I kind uh, of was drawing a blank right um, now. Uh, we, we've been looking at some of the analytics and stuff, and I just want to give a big shout out. Like I, I knew that like, um, we would get some people listening to the U S but shout out to our people in Belgium and Russia. You're cool for listening to us. It's, it's awesome that, uh, there's that we actually have like, even if it's just for like listening for like five minutes, just like reaching people globally is something that I thought was going to be like a far off thing. And it's already happened. Yes. Thank you for our one Russian viewer. We love you. Um, I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in Belgium. We love you too. Keep listening. Oh share God. it. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. That was today's episode on bubble. Um, if you want to listen to us, check us out every every other week on every platform that has podcasting. We're on everything except Pandora for some reason. And iHeartRadio. Come on, guys. Get on it. No, I heard, I, we are, we're on iHeartRadio. It's just Wait, Pandora. Okay, Pandora. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ultimate Maverick X for our logo and our art. Um, if you want to talk to us and get a hold of us uh and ask us anything uh you can add us on our social medias i'm at lying underscore mask on twitter i'm vincent barlow eight on twitter and you can get a hold of us at uh domestic bf pod on twitter as well um everything is going to be in any of the descriptions that you see um 
Follow us on all of those to get notifications. If you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, everything is uploaded to there too. Um, yeah, um, just just great to do another episode. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you, beautiful people. <laughs>